Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. A long, long time ago, I can still remember. How that music used to make me smile And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I'd deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside The day the music died So bye-bye Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry Alright, so that song is like 20 minutes long But uh, the date of recording is officially The day the music died That is today Yes, which is the day February the music died? 3rd so, was, that, was that when that uh, plane crash thing happened? That plane crash thing happened. Now, and again, uh, because you are the youngster of the show, I want to know who was on that plane. Without looking it up, no Googling, who was on that I, plane? Well, so it was like, I know there's like, there's, like sound, there's some, one of the guys like the Spanish singer guy, he was on it. Yes, Spanish singer guy, that's one. Um, oh God, I wish I knew. Like, I know it was a big deal. I just don't know who was in it. <laughs> it I, I know deal. it's a thing. I know it was a big deal. It was... Uh, Would it help I if think. I told you the name of the movie about him? No, I'm sorry. Oh, so so when I say the movie La Bamba, that doesn't, doesn't give you the name of the uh, singer? 
I, I know the song. Oh my god. Uh, I know the song. So it, it's the three people that died in that plane crash were Buddy uh-huh. Holly, okay. Richie Valens, and the yes. Big Bopper. So oh, okay. Richie Valens, La Bombo, one of his big hits, O'Donna, another big hit, Come On, Let's Go. The movie was a pretty good, pretty good uh, biopic on him. And then, you know, Buddy Holly, everybody knows Buddy Holly. Um, That'll Be the Day That I Die was his song, which is why that mm-hmm. song's, you know, they were singing This Will Be the Day That I Die, right? Yeah. And then the Big Bopper really was just a uh, a novelty song guy, uh, and his big song was um, Chantilly Lace. So that's kind of a, a novelty song. And so oh, okay. the three of them were on tour on a small plane that went down on February 3rd in uh, 59, I think. So, Jeez. so that's what the day the music died is all about. And that song, though, that song is like a long, long, long song. Yeah, and then I love that song. That's a great course, song. The parody, the great parody by the great Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, um, what is it? Bye Bye This Year Anakin Guy? Anakin Guy? It's uh, I the, think the, so, yeah, the yeah. prequel uh, trilogy. Uh, you know what's funny? That guy, did he not do any other songs don mclean or <laughs> so i don't know any other songs he did i mean and i've looked because i like that song so much like oh this guy must be decent at music he made at least one good song right yeah i could never find a single other song he ever did i don't know if you know any other songs by don uh, don mclean uh call us on the gvm line 201-730-2547 uh, or send us an email send us a link to a video i mean you know we could all probably google it but that's not as fun so you guys call us or uh send us an email um, at at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, you can also you know go to go to Linktree slash uh, GeekStuffTNG and find all of our links there if you want to support the show on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. A dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord where uh, we all are chitting and chatting all over the place. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So when we get done recording the shows, which we record on Fridays now, uh, you get the show... Uh, available as an early bird plus the prep sheet which is you know about five or six pages these days lots of good information there um five dollars a month it's the bonus round you get the weekend bonus shows like sandwich shops when we do them or the vintage episodes of big kev's geek stuff that come out uh on the first and the 15th i think we're into the uh, early 80s the number of the show early 80s not the year because uh, you know Kev and Sandwich weren't even born in the early 80s. Um, and then for ten dollars a month you can watch the show live and direct when kev uh breaks out of uh, toy purchaser rehab yes very serious um he got the because there's a lot of outpouring of love and support for kev after the episode um so we hand we didn't want him to get on the internet in case he could look up any of the toys um so we handwritten the, the notes to him we sent him the letters uh, we've been informed he received the letters so he knows all the kind wonderful words he got of love and support in his time of growth and uh we appreciate you guys being so understanding about you know something we've been talking about for a long time and some that need to be done. And then, you know, when the geek stuff documentary comes out, this will at least be one of those like four or five sections, you know, you know, how they break down documentaries into like part one, part two, it's be like part three or four. This probably. is the behind the music where it goes to black and white and they're all, but it all yes. wasn't all rosy at geek stuff. TNG Kev <laughs> had to go into rehab for his toy addiction. After okay, this. They'll just have the words on the screen. <laughs> one of those real serious things they didn't even tell you it's like where well, he had to go to rehab they just fade to black and just the, the 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 words will be on the screen kev had to go to rehab and blah blah blah, blah. it'll be great now did you see yeah. the uh the, the uh youtube live they did i think it was a group therapy session there it was at, over no? at four horsemen studios they kev was there on oh i a... saw i saw a bit of that yeah, i was 
I didn't get to finish it. I, I was watching it. It's, it's funny. This is going to sound silly. It's funny seeing Kev in the wild. <laughs> not not because, in his uh, in big Kev Huna studios? Well, no, because like I, I know Kev. I'm very close to Kev. We talk a lot and stuff. And it's, it's funny to see. This is going to sound really bad, but I appreciate it. Kev is the same person in every single scenario, I feel like. Kev is Kev. There isn't like a different kind of Kevin in my mind. <laughs> there is always just Kev is the same consistent person, no matter the scenario. And I appreciate that very much about my friend. Uh, have you ever seen the movie? I, I think this, I'm, I'm, I might get this quote a little bit wrong, but I think it's in the movie uh, King of Comedy with uh, Jerry Lewis is playing mm-hmm. like a, a host and uh, our, wait, no, just not Jerry Lewis playing the host. Anyway. The, the guy says says to him, he's a famous person, and he goes, oh, you've changed. And he goes, no, I was always an asshole, but it's not asshole. I think he said, oh, whatever it is. But it's like, I just think yes. of that's like, oh, you know, you couldn't say that to Kev. Hey, Kev, you've changed. No, I was always a jerk, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is this um, is the, this is the person that I've no, always yeah. been. The Four Horsemen, they have phenomenal stuff. Um, I've seen, I didn't get to finish that uh, little bit, so I didn't get to see all the stuff he that Kev put out. Uh, but I mean, I've seen the Four Horsemen stuff, and it's phenomenal content. Uh, if you got the prep sheet, we'll probably put it on the this the Discord's the Four Horsemen like websites and stuff like that, so you can look up their stuff. It's phenomenal shit. Yeah, it's really great stuff. And and it's funny, you know, the one of the guys said uh, to Kev, "Hey, you know, your show." Uh, big Kev's geek stuff is one of the reasons that they do or what they do. And then they said, Oh yeah, I miss Matt. Matt's my favorite. So, you know, the unpaid intern and uh, intrepid producer appreciate uh, the love of Matt. OG. We all love Matt. OG. We would love to hear yes. him uh, come back by and say hi uh, somewhere in the, in the prep sheet. There's uh, everything happening with the wheel of time season two. So we need him to at least come in and weigh in on that and, and other topics. Anytime, uh, Matt wants to come down from the executive producer office. Uh, he is always welcome as well. Did you see? Did you see that they moved his parking spot away from us now? His parking <laughs> spot used to be near us. Now they've moved his spot away from us. He's he's down in the front now, so he gets to just zoop in and out. You don't even see him. Yeah, he's he's like it's like Lumberg's uh, parking spot in uh, <laughs> uh, office space. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into uh, the story that just keeps going on and on. Avatar is working its way up the. Uh, top grossing movies of all time. Again, you're an avatar. Yes. Have you seen the movie yet? No, I feel bad. I'm honestly just going to wait. And I know you're probably not <laughs> supposed to wait for this till fucking Disney plus, but it's going to get on Disney plus. Oh yeah. I mean, I think you have to take away. I think you can no longer call yourself an avatar then. I mean, that's it's totally been 12 years. I enjoy years. it. I, I care, but like, I just haven't had the time that I used to have, which makes no sense. My life hasn't really, I've had more free time now, but somehow my free time gets allotted much quicker now than it used to mm-hmm. back in the day. I don't know if that's part of being like an adult or something, but the, the free time I developed suddenly de- decre- has been allotted way quicker than it used to be. I, I think it's a combination of becoming an adult and just the volume of content that's out there, right? Yeah. I, I think it's it's both of those things. Okay, so you have not seen it yet, so you, you can't comment on the veracity of the of the film and we talked last week about how uh zoe saldana is now like in two out of the top 
or three out of the top grossing three. movies of yeah. all of all time. So t- statistically speaking, if you want to have one of the top grossing movies of all time, she's the actor that has the best yes. chance of doing that. And then, of course, the article here is also that uh, James Cameron has directed three out of the top five. So James Cameron directing a movie with, with Zoe multiple, Saldana. Not even just Zoe Saldana. Multiple Zoe Saldanas then will just make trillions. Yeah. The just, math has to the math has to work that way somehow, right? So it, it will be like uh like in the update of Willy Wonka where they choose the one guy to do be all of the Oompa Loompas. Just have yep. Zoe Saldana mocap like all the characters in the movie, and then it's guaranteed to be the highest grossing picture of all time. A smash hit. That's right. Uh so it, it, I guess it's currently number four biggest movie. It it passed uh which one did it pass? I think it, it uh Number four biggest movie ever. I think it passed uh, Endgame. Is it passing Endgame? Endgame was... I don't even know at this point, honestly. Yeah. It's all it's all confusing to me. And then it says that uh, the Avatar 3 villain is going to be a Fire Navi. Um... I guess it's doubling down on the Avatar Avatar. Yeah. The last Avatar. So... I mean, yeah, but like I said, I have not seen it yet, so uh, you know, we can, yeah, I, I was hoping you could at least tell me if it's good, bad, or indifferent. Because yeah, I I don't even know that I'm going to watch it when it comes on Disney yeah. Plus. I don't. Who's got three no, hours? I. I mean, I will it. watch it, but I don't know yeah. that I'm going to be. It's going to be a background. You're going to be, you know, making a sandwich for yourself. Your kid yeah. wants chicken nuggets. You know, yeah. who's at the door? Let me. I mean, honestly, I'm lucky to stay awake for three hours after my kids are asleep. That's like. Yeah. You know, once they're in bed, like, oh, yeah, that's supposed to be your time to just live your life. No, I'm, I'm exhausted by the time the kids are in bed. I, I don't think I stay up three hours ever past when they go to bed. So I used to not make for my mom when I my, my younger sister, when she was real little, she'd go to bed at like eight o'clock and my mom would go to bed at like nine. <laughs> yeah, because like, she was mom. tired because you were a pain in the ass. But OK, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the kid, I, I was only a high school pain in the ass. It's a different level. So it's different. <laughs> I just kept to myself and I was hormonal and stuff like that. Uh, the baby was different. So I was like, mom, the baby went to bed. Why are you going to let's stay up another hour or two with me and watch The Walking Dead when it comes on? Because that's when The Walking Dead was coming out. And she'd say, no, the only time she would stay up is for Game of Thrones because she really liked Game mm. of Thrones. But yeah, that's like a real thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah, parents just want to go to fuck the bed. You know, it's so funny. I can remember like appointment television right staying sunday night we're gonna watch the sopranos and then after the sopranos it was um deadwood you know it's like like that's mm-hmm. sunday nights back to back episode of sopranos yeah. episode of deadwood and i was like excited about it you know uh yeah. and it's like now it's just you just you watch it when when you want you know there's no more appointment television you just whenever yeah. you get around to it it's, it's cool to catch it when it when it airs but i mean it'll be on hbo the next day right i mean you know but also i mean I guess I did kind of work in an office and, you know, you go to, or I didn't really work in an office, but I mean, you know, you're, you're out and about in the world and you talk to people. Now everybody works from home. And so, you know, the, the water cooler talk, there's no more water cooler talk. It's, it's all Twitter. And so you yeah. just got to be careful because now it's just, you just have to avoid spoilers until you finally get and around to watching it. Yeah. Both those things you have to avoid on Twitter. 16 year olds. Well, uh, yeah. We, we, co- <laughs> we covered uh, Justin Roiland last week, uh, but that is a- absolutely correct. I'm going to bust on that for so Cause I know, I know, some people love that show and I was starting to not like it as much. So in, in, in a weird way, I'm like, you know what? I knew it's in my mind. I always knew I jumped shit at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Could be. I know. I was just, I was just going through, uh, I was looking at my D and D books and uh, I've got the, the Rick and Morty D and D box yeah. set. Like it's still yeah. sealed. And I'm like, 
Oh, is this gonna be worth something now? <laughs> I mean, is it gonna be worth more? They go less up or now? down. Yeah, you know what happens what happens to that? How does, uh, how does the how does the D D economy feel about this? Thing? I don't know. Uh I have uh I also have the uh what is it the space spelljammer? I have yes. the spelljammer original one. I have like two yes. extra ones. Yeah, the racist one. Assuming assuming that they're going to be worth more once they reprint, uh, you know, and I don't know, I don't even know why I did that. Uh, we'll we'll skip the D and D bit and just say it because uh, they had made the announcement right as we were recording last week that they are not. We talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah those got back. Is there open. any new new? Just they're just they kind of said, all right, fine, 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 we won't do it. They they talked. They introduced a new book to come out sometime in the future. We can talk about it in the second half. If we care, but 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 again, as far as the OGL goes, the OGL is dead, it, dead as in like they don't care. They're like okay, we're gonna leave it alone for now. Yeah, they backed off. They 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 hundred percent so backtracked on it. So now it's D and D content as usual. They are like, oh, this exciting new book coming out for D and D about heists. Yeah. So now and really look at this alternate cover. Yeah. Now all we got to do is worry about uh, the switch to D and D one, which you know yeah. effectively six more books, if, and then and next year that's. Next year it starts. I don't know when. I don't know if it's the January, June, whenever scenario, but 2024 is the year of 1D&D or D&D 1. And now, you had said it's supposed to be backwards compatible, so it's not like I have to throw so yeah, out five e, my 5E five e books. 5E supposed are supposed to go into... 5E is supposed to go into this. Like You're supposed to be able to use that somehow. There's probably going to be some conversion. I imagine 1D&D... This is our, our, our... We did D&D in the beginning of the... Uh, it's supposed to be backwards compatible in theory. I don't know. There's smarter nerds who are figuring that out for us. Thank God. Because um, me and Scott were figuring it out. It might take a little while longer. Um, not that Scott's not smart. Scott's very smart. I'm just, you know, D&D is, you know, something that's hard for both of us to figure out because yeah. we wouldn't know what to do. I'm but not the D&D there's expert. nerds on, on, on this. And hopefully the nerds on this aren't working for Hasbro in the way that, hmm, maybe the best way to make this backwards compatible is to make it a paywall. Well, I mean, that is the whole thing with D&D Beyond, right? I mean, that's that was what we talked about a little bit last yes. week. That... D&D Beyond also has the paywall issue where if you want to be a drow, you have to buy the drow pack right. or whatever. But, buy the, yeah. but, I mean, you know, if you just go old school and use a piece of paper and sit around a table or even it, play over, it, over a there FaceTime. There is a 5th edition character sheet app. I for iOS. I don't I you know what and it is I've seen my friend use it on his Android. It's like two dollars. You can make infinite character sheets. They have all the classes, all the races, all the backgrounds. Anytime a new book comes out, they update it. It's fantastic. I've been using it for years. Fifth edition character sheet. It's fantastic. Yep. And it gets all the gets all the one. I'll, I'll show Scott on visual because uh, I can't show him anywhere else. Uh, you can really see, but it's like that's my character sheet, and like I have all my notes here, and my spells, and my attacks, and all my abilities and stuff like that. On a nice little phone, and I can pull up all my other stuff, and it's great. Yeah. There are apps where you don't have to use D&D Beyond, because I think D&D Beyond, little shady sometimes. Yep. And with this stuff about pulling content, who knows if they're not going to be like, okay, hey, we're going to pull Drow back from you now. Um, You have to buy the extra special Drow expansion. Dude. Who's to say they won't? Who's I mean, to say they won't? It's just, it's just like the streaming services saying, oh, yeah, we're going to take this, this, this show off the content. What yeah. if they just took... Yeah, they're gonna take draw back, you know, or, and it's or just you, gone. You or just can't even have D&D, it anymore. Or when one D and D comes out, there'll be a book about drow again. And you won't be able to be a drow until you get that book. There might not be any initial expansions. Uh, Rinse and repeat. See, and, so again, physical media, 
It's the way to go. Have the, the book, get best. a piece of paper and a pencil, old school, yes. and they can't take that away from you. Yes. Yeah. We should just do this. It's D&D. Warriors that terrify. It's D&D. So anyway, um, you know what else has been in the news a ton lately? What? Dave Bautista. Like, there are, like, multiple articles about him every week for the last, like, a month or so. And they're all kind of saying the same thing. You know, he's done with Drax. He wants to move on. Um, you know, why can't he get a rom-com? He's not going to be Bane because uh, James Gunn is going with a younger audience. But it's like, I feel like his publicist or somebody's, like, really keeping Dave Bautista in front of the American public. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and again, good for him. I mean, you know, I've enjoyed I, I think, everything I've seen him in, I think. Oh, yeah. He, he's not... He, he's not going to wow you with his like art with his acting prowess. No one's ever like, wow, Batista's a great actor. I think Dave Batista is pretty serviceable compared to other wrestling actors I've seen. <laughs> um, I think he knows the roles he's good in and he fills them out well. You know, the the big strong guy, he does it well for Drax. He's done other action movies I've seen him in. Um, he's cool in Dune. I thought he was one of my favorite parts of Dune because he mm-hmm. looked cool. Um, so I mean, the guy can act, and he should get more. Um, he should get more things. You know, it's just there's a lot of movies, I guess, and I guess Dave is a known. You know, you know, we're gonna get out of Dave. It's it's almost, and this is not me trying to be disrespectful. If I want a wrestler, a former wrestler, to be in my movie, I'm calling The Rock, and then I'm calling John Cena. Yeah, and and but you know honestly. Honestly, he's number three, right? Who else? Who else is a former no, he wrestler is number that's acting, three, right? He is number three, but it's I think it's harder because John Cena, and this is just my, he does a much better job than Dave sometimes, I feel like, and when I've seen him in things, of being like more kid-friendly almost. Not that Dave isn't kid-friendly. I'm not saying Dave's not kid-friendly, but like kids love John Cena. Yeah. And kids are like, oh, cool, Drax. I mean, yeah, he's a little stuck. And I mean, you know, when like Peacemaker is a little more adult character, right? I mean, Drax yeah. Drax is a, a, a more kid-friendly character. And, and maybe that's hurts uh, Bautista a little bit. But I mean, yeah. but, but really, realistically speaking, you know, there have been lots of wrestlers who have turned actors. Not many of them have a ton of success. They make one or two and then, and then they're gone. And so like you say, yeah, The Rock, Cena... Uh, he, you know, to be number three, like that's not too bad. You know, it's like you got Coke, Pepsi, and then you're the next most popular soda, whatever Dr. that is. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dave Bautista, the Dr. Pepper of actors. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, I think that that's all fine. I mean, because I do like Bautista. He was good in Knives Out. He was good in that, that the kind of the kid movie that he did that was called My Spy. Did you see that one? I know of it. You know, it was I good. Know. I, it was yeah. a good movie. I liked it. Uh, so I mean, you know, again, I got nothing, nothing against. He was Bautista. in a zombie movie. I think it was one of those. Like they had to rob a casino. They <laughs> robbed a casino in like Vegas, and it was overrun by zombies or something like that. Yeah, I and forget th- what it was. That was uh, that was a Zack Snyder joint, right? Yeah, Zack yeah, Snyder yeah. did that, and yeah. that that was the one where they took uh, the comic who uh, got canceled, <laughs> and they took him out, and they replaced him with Tignataro, but Tignataro yeah, yeah, yeah. was all green, like, 100% green screen, right? She was never on the set, 
yeah. with the rest of the actors. They just put her in after the fact, which I wish they would do with Ezra Miller in the Flash movie. Just completely redo all of his parts with some other actor, with the guy from the sh- from the CW show, and just do it. Um, yeah. So, all right. So yeah. So I just, I mean, I just, I think that Dave Bautista is running the PR machine right now. Um, and I hope it works. I hope that, you know, he it gets him in front of people and, you know, he, he, you know, becomes, stays relevant and keeps making movies because I've enjoyed uh, what he's been doing. Absolutely. So, let's see. Um, let's hit, let's hit, uh, let's hit the Warner Brothers while we're, while we're talking about that. Uh, so the, uh, the CEO, the, the CEO said that uh, Batgirl was not releasable. It was just, uh, it would have hurt the people involved, says Peter Saffron. Is that, yeah, that's the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. And it was a bold and dis, what is it? Made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it. Oh, no, okay, so wait. Peter, mean, Peter Saffron isn't the CEO. David Zaslav is the CEO, but Peter Saffron is the guy that's saying that. Uh, co-executive, co-head executive uh, of DC Studios. Well, I mean, the thing is, um, it have any? I mean, f- they've put out how many moves at this point? They've put out like almost ten. We'll we'll say they've put out like about ten. I think half of them were not releasable, but were released. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what. What makes it? I mean, they've made some bad how movies. How bad makes was that, it? Yeah, like really, like if it would have hurt DC. I mean. I think what hurts DC the most is DC. I mean, you know, they, they've hurt themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, there's a difference between having a bad movie and the way they're like, this is an unreleasable, it was an abomination to mankind. I mean, One Woman 1984 was not a great, was not a good movie. Everyone knows that. It was releasable, though. Right. It, it didn't hurt Gal Gadot. You know, I don't know what this movie would have hurt. You yeah. know, and who knows? There's enough Brendan Fraser love because he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have saved the movie. They I'm, don't know. Yeah, Oscar I, nominee I mean, Brendan Fraser, maybe, Golden maybe, Globe winner Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe they, the people they were showing it to, really reacted negatively to it. Totally possible. But the thing is, guys, if it's not, are you telling me the Flash movie is releasable? Because the Flash has a convicted villain. Has a convicted villain, not villain. He's a villain. Felon. <laughs> he's like a fucking villain. He, he's going to jail. Uh, has he been oh, convicted? No, he's going to rehab. Has he been he's going to rehab? Yeah, I think allegedly. I think it's alleged. We have to say. Um, the man's a criminal. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, he's done a lot of bad things. He he's a menace to society. Yeah. Oh, is he <laughs> Spider Man? Spider Man. <laughs> Give me pictures of Ezra Miller. <laughs> Get me pictures of Ezra Miller. <laughs> Boss, it's way easier. Thank God. What was that? <laughs> I said, Boss, that's way easier. Thank yeah, God. Way easier than Spider Man. Ezra Miller can't run as fast. Oh, wait, no, he's the Flash. I don't know. Maybe. In, um, did you see? Did you see the uh, like six minute video from James Gunn talking about what he was going to do? I, I I saw cliff notes of the video talking about certain things. Um, I heard someone talking about. It. I'm like, oh, sounds cool, but they'll never do that. And then I was like, oh wait, they're doing it. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's some some odd choices to to reboot the franchise and then kick out a bunch of like non name brand uh, yeah. content, right? Yeah. Like, what is the 
the the creature commandos like i've no idea what that is i'm looking at the picture and like that doesn't seem i mean that's certainly not mainstream right now again yeah. james gunn took took the guardians of the galaxy that nobody knew about and made it popular the the suicide squad that was a bunch of c-level characters and made it popular so i mean i'm not saying you can't do it but like that seems like an odd choice um oh so oh they got uh frankenstein and his wife oh yeah okay oh so i mean so again is it the universal picture creatures i don't know frankenstein his wife it looks like a, a kind of water creature and i don't i don't know i don't know those characters i've never heard of uh yeah. this this group at all um they're gonna do a waller spinoff series like like peacemaker i mean Again, I really had a problem with, I have a problem with the character of Amanda Waller. And that's that why would anybody work for her when she just straight out killed everyone that worked for her just to save her own ass? How does that not get out that... She executes an entire office. Yes. And I mean, again, like when you're in the mob, you know the only way out of the mob is to get killed, right? And you know that going in. But like... And, and what keeps you that, that in the mob is, I, I would assume, fear of getting killed and the lifestyle that you get to lead. You know, that's a criminal thing. Why would the good guys work for Amanda Waller? I don't, I do not, I find that a major plot hole in the Suicide Squad realm. Not the Suicide Squad, let's put the villains to work and by threatening to kill them. Okay, I can, I can kind of see that that's the ends justifies the means from Amanda Waller, right? But when you then just murder all the people that work for you, what separates you from the villains at all, right? I don't... Well, that's the point. She's she's really a villain too, but she does the villain things for the good of people. Yeah, she's a bigger villain than everybody else. Oh, hey, live from Toy Rehab, Big Kev. He must be escaping. He's escaping, wait. Send the orderly. Send the men in the white suits with the uh, with Kev, the butterfly Kev, nets. You say you said you'd stay at rehab, sir. You said you were committed to toy rehab. Oh, I think I, you can hear and you're, you're on mute. He must have stolen one of the uh, one of the orderly's phones <laughs> to connect. He's to running. Us. He's running away right now. He's free. <laughs> no, can't hear you at all, though. Kev. Kev, Godspeed, sir, but please consider going back to rehab. No one can hear you. (laughs) Try one more time, Kev. Nope, he's gone. Wow. In and out. Uh, so wow. without Actually, um, as far as the listening audience is concerned, he may not have even been here because there was zero sound on that whatsoever. Yeah. So we could have just yeah. making, been uh, making that for up. For those who don't know, uh, Kev definitely did not just escape from rehab <laughs> and was not driving at high speeds in some stranger's car with an orderly's phone. <laughs> uh, okay. How did he get the, how did he get the Zoom? <laughs> he's, got, he's got the Zoom link memorized. He can type it in. Oh, oh. Looks like he's joining in. Let's be quiet and see what he has to say. Can you see the, the police helicopter behind his car? <laughs> Give me Hello. a visual. Give me a visual. Sir, are you there? Caller? Caller, are you there? <laughs> Hi, Kev. Thanks for calling uh, West Coast Scott Witch episode seven. <laughs> Where are you calling from? <laughs> Nope, we're not getting any sound from Kev. 
Well, that was Kev, folks. All right, let's keep going. We're doing uh, Paradise Lost, right, which is about uh, Themyscira, right, Paradise Island. You got The Brave and the Bold is the Batman movie, but there's going to be Damian Wayne. So it can't be a reboot if it's starting with Damian Wayne as Robin, right? Where is that starting? Yeah. So oh. I'm going to imagine I'm here. That... Oh, huh? keep running. Look out. The orderly's right behind you. I'm I'm here. I'm free. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Kev has escaped from rehab. Do not pick up hitchhikers. If you see Big Kev on the side of the road in New Jersey. This is not a drill. Do not, this is not do a not drill. In a bed. This is not a drill. Hello, sir. It's good to hear your Hello. voice. Hey, Hello. I hear we still have a show. We do. How, how uh, bad do I sound? Uh, you sound fine. It's kind of bad, but you know, I I'm can hear you. Some adjustments that should sound a little better. That does sound better. Aha! Uh-huh. Not my first time breaking out of rehab. I'm sure. Is this is this the line that you clowns have been going with? That I'm in some kind of toy rehab? Yeah, you don't have to be ashamed. Okay, it's all right. Plenty of people go. Remember, we went we when we talked to that nice lady. What was her name? Doctor. What was her name? Um, Doctor. I don't know. But if you're going to concoct a story, at least have the doctor's name available. Sandwich. <laughs> well, it's not my doctor. You're the one at rehab. And we I don't did have to good, remember good her for the nice conversation. Very good. We saw your nice uh pulling the curtain. Yeah, the group the group uh therapy session that you did with the four horsemen uh this week. That yeah, was really that nice. Was, yeah. That 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 I don't know if you saw that or not, but that was wow. I mean, I feel so much better about our show having participated in that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got because two cans in a string. Show, they don't even have the string. Our show is a beacon uh, of uh, uh, of everything that is good in comparison to that show. All I know is they, they miss Matt. So, yeah, it was say really what? it was really nice to hear them say their favorite uh, geek stuff host was Matt OG, and they miss him tre- terribly. We we all do t- as well, but I mean, you know. No. Now, now, in fairness, only George said that, and George and I and OG have been friends for a very long time. So, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I understand that. I don't think it was a personal slight against anyone. In fact, he brought up Monitor like three times. <laughs> and I mean, if you remember Monitor, that's a so, deep cut. You got to go back to the Big Kev Geek Stuff uh, vintage episodes yeah. on the Patreon to, to get some oh, Monitor yes. action. You you gotta really dig deep to find monitor, but uh, yeah. That said, um, yeah, it was exactly what I expected—a lunatic asylum. However, I cannot wait to tell you guys about all the stuff um, that I got to see and experience over at the Four Horsemen Studios. They are fucking amazing. What an amazing amazing group of people over there honestly swear to god no bullshit they are amazing and it's no wonder it's no wonder the toys that they produce mythic legions 
uh, cosmic legions, uh, which are which are about to uh, to hit, uh, you know, soon ish. I guess maybe not that soon, but they're they're coming because I saw box samples and they are amazing. Um, and figure obscura, including uh, headless horsemen, uh, which for many people, many many people, is figure of the year, which I I cannot even remotely argue with. I don't think anything else really comes close. Now, that's my opinion, and I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's butt. As you know, I don't do that. Um, but you can just see why it would be figure of the year. When you, see, when you see the level of detail and care that goes into the production of each figure that those guys make, it's no wonder. It's, it's a wonder they don't have figure of the year every year. Um, in my opinion, because there and there's some stuff that's coming. I can't even talk to you about some of the stuff that's coming. Um, but yeah, I'll be very excited to share all that uh, uh, with you guys at some point when you get out of rehab. Yes, are we going to keep up? Okay, I'll play. Yes, when we get out of rehab. Speaking of rehab, uh, I'm having a rehab outing tomorrow uh that you're at sandwich what time will that outing take place it's family day uh, at the rehab center and you can have visitors and what time is yes. that sandwich like no nine. no 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 this is this is an off-site this is an off-site therapy they let us treatment. today they, they let us take Kev, uh out it's exposure um okay it's exposure it's ERP. It's like exposure ex- therapy. It's yeah. like exposure therapy. Is it, We're going to walk around. Basically, what happens yeah. is, yeah. yeah, they take me to a toy show, <laughs> and and Sandwich will be there, and uh, and and we go through the toy show, and uh, I, I'm not allowed to buy anything. Yeah, Sandwich has a stun gun that he zaps you with every time you try to buy something. Well, it's no, aversion no, therapy. The, go- the, the goal is for Kev to be able to have self-control so that i don't have to do that i'm not supposed to stop kev from buying things i'm supposed to let kevin make the adult decisions of whether or not to buy things oh easy on the adult sir it's nothing to do with being an adult sir it's a disease (laughs) it's a disease okay let's just it's nothing to do with my level of adulthood yeah okay Okay? fine Fine. let's just let's just be honest now we had one of these exposure sessions last week, and Sandwich failed to prevent me from uh, from buying anything. That's what the doctor told me. Nor to did he even try. In fact, he encouraged me to buy things. Sandwich, so, are you an enabler? You're an enabler. I am not an enabler. The doctor oh told me. Such an <laughs> the doctor told me that Kev is a grown up, as he so eloquently pointed out just now. And that he's able to make the decisions on his own, and I can't be the one telling him not to. He has to make the decision on his own. Do you know? Do you know when when I am talking myself out of something uh, or into something, I have the full support of Sandwich, and and his you know his mantra is the same. It's always the same response. Sure, Kev. <laughs> sure, Kev. You That's betcha, Kev. Response, no matter what it is. If I'm buying it or justifying not buying it, sure, Kev. That's what that's the support I get. Do not, you, hey, Kev, do we want to maybe, you know, let's maybe we take a minute. 
maybe we walk around the room another time and give it some thought. No, it's not. It's just short test. You know, I, I when I, I got was... support, I didn't get much support by the dice. <laughs> we went to the What's dice that? booth. At the dice booth, this is where we lose sandwich. This is where sandwich goes. Yeah, now let's be honest. Now let's be honest. If I have a toy problem, you I definitely have a, have a dice problem. I have a dice problem. I've but... never seen sandwich at a show where there were dice available where he either wasn't seriously considering buying dice or had done already bought some by the time I, I had the thought that he might buy some. Sandwich, when you play D&D, do you play live or do you play yes. online? I play live. Oh, okay. I was going to say, in this day and age when you're using all the tools, you don't even actually need real dice and you're still buying more and more of them. Yes. But okay. Um, no, I play live still. Okay. I have an online one where if because I, I i dungeon master for that game i will roll on the in real life so i'm like okay i need to roll so they can't see it i just rolled in real life real quick um but hey listen but you know, the, the, the way to hold on real quick real quick the thing for my dice addiction is i only want legible dice there's a lot of dice out there that are yeah. pretty colors that you can't fucking read that's you, true your wheelhouse and, is and legible i did dice. learn that about sandwich this weekend so you don't need to be shiny. You need, you need to be, uh, not just shiny, but shiny and legible. So, you know what? Please don't be, please. The both of you need to be very careful here because we have a project that's upcoming that has to do with what we're talking about. And I don't want to reveal it at this time. So be very careful. Of course. Do you know what I'm picturing though? I'm picturing this outing as like in one flew of the cuckoo's nest when Jack Nicholson takes all the other uh, patients out on and they steal a boat and they go uh, sailing around all day long. That's what I'm picturing. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Or the dream team, right? Do you remember that movie with uh, Michael Keaton and um, no, no one saw that movie. Oh, it was a good but movie. You. Oh, okay. Hey, I saw all Michael Keaton movies. He was Batman after all. My yeah, Batman. so that's the reason to watch all Michael Keaton movies. I mean, I did back then. No, I, I, that was—I think that actually was before he was Batman. That was when he was uh, still just a, a comedic actor. He's—he's he's my favorite Batman. Yes. Yes, and Batman Returns is your he's favorite your Batman favorite movie. Batman? You said. He is my favorite Batman. That's interesting. Speaking of Batman movies, McFarlane Toys announcing in their DC Multiverse line that they are doing figures. From the Christopher Nolan, oh yeah, uh, Batman movies. They've announced Batman, Joker, Two Face, and Scarecrow, and the expectation is that the builder figure is Bane. That's a weird builder. Yeah, because he's not really that big. So exactly. That's, yeah. That's why I thought that the, was weird. Also, there there is no I big also, guy, but yeah, yeah. I also thought it's kind of weird. I mean, unless it's a one-off, and it's Todd McFarlane, so, you know, insanity rules, which means that this could literally be a one-off. He's like, okay, I'm going to do these five characters from the Nolan movies, and that's it. Which is a shame, because that means there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're not getting. We're not going to get a Commissioner Gordon. We're not going to get a... Um, we're not going to get a... Uh, uh, a Catwoman. Uh, what's Anne Hathaway? Catwoman. Uh, we're we're not going to get 
uh, what's his name, Robin. You know, like there's a bunch of other characters that they could do. I'm not saying they should, but I Liam mean, Neeson. You know, what's that? Liam Neeson. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, like Liam Neeson, or, or yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's definitely a wave of secondary characters, although at least two of them that I named just now are not secondary characters. But there's there's a there's a wave of other characters that they could do. I'm just really surprised that they that they chose to do it this way. So anyway, what else is new, boys? What are we talking about? What did I interrupt? Did you have me for a few minutes? Uh, we were you know, going through James Gunn. Yeah, right before they catch you, the James Gunn. Uh, the slate from James Gunn. The DC Gunn. slate. Yeah. Yep. Did you start at the top? What number were you on? Uh, we hadn't. I mean, we were just kind of just starting with it. So we would just we we had just wanted to start talking about. Um, so we we talked Damian about Wayne. Yeah, Commando? we talked about Creature Commandos, and we talked about Waller. Um, we kind of okay. skipped over Superman's well, let legacy. You, let me give you a quick. Let me give you a quick hit. Creature Commandos is right up James Gunn's alley. Like right up his alley. You know, it's a, it's kind of a misfit off uh, uh, kind of B-list group like, like many people consider the Guardians of the Galaxy at the time before the movie. And I think it's right up his alley. So so I, I appreciate that they're doing the Creature Commandos. That also gives them a time frame that is broader than just modern. Because Creature Commandos is World War II. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, unless they're going to play it a different way, but I'm pretty sure Creature Commandos is a World War II group. So it, it was so a World War II group, but they're doing a modern take on the concept. Is that what they said? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I pull at least part of that that back. Uh, second, Waller. Um, I find it surprising that they're doing, of all the things of the Snyderverse, that Waller is the thing that they've chosen to go with. So I'll be interested to see, and I know this has more to do with with keeping Peacemaker part of the universe than anything else. Um, and I'm wondering if Waller may have already been sort of on the books, as it were, and so they're like Shazam and Flash, and they're just kind of letting it play, you know, the last bits of it play out. Well, also, I'm wondering if it's that. Yeah, and we talked about this a little last uh, last week. His James Gunn's new wife is the blonde woman on Peacemaker, so who works for Amanda Waller, right? So uh, it makes sense that uh, his, the Waller show might keep his new wife uh, employed as well, and so there may be some uh, ancillary um, motives. Are you saying it's nepotism? Could be. Could be. I mean, it could be. I'm just asking if that's what you think. Well, I mean, I think that if, you know, right when they said that uh, James Gunn was taking over, they're like, you know, or all along, they're like, Peacemaker is safe. And then it's like, then I see the article that uh, James Gunn marries uh, Peacemaker star or whatever her name is. You you know, so I'm like, okay, that makes sense why Peacemaker is safe. He's in charge. He's not going to 
you know, he's not going to cancel the show that his wife is in. You can't really fire your wife. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Or lay off if, your if wife. You're, if you're... Uh, I don't believe that. Honey, my hands are tied. But I couldn't anyway. do it. Look at, look at the ratings. I couldn't do it. No, but, but Peacemaker was great. So, I mean, I, I don't want it to go away, but it makes sense why it made the cut and some other things didn't. Uh, like Doom Patrol and Titans, but apparently those were those decisions were already made before uh, before James Gunn yeah, took over. And th- and that doesn't su- that they've lasted this long, I think, is a surprise. Oh yeah, we talked about that. It's like that they knew. I think the second DC Universe died, we're on borrowed time. Anything we get after this is gravy. Yeah, they had to know that. Oh, so I think. Speaking of the DC, what was the, what was Number what was th- number three on the slate? Superman, Superman Legacy. Legacy. It's not an yeah, origin story. So it's a younger, a younger Superman, is what I'm hearing. Yep. I read the description, and I'm not exactly sure what to make of that one yet. And I like Superman, but I mean, I, I don't know the point of having young Superman unless there's no villain, and the villain is figuring out who who to be smallville if it's more well i i mean there's a lot of different ways they can go there sandwich i just don't see any of them as at least at this point i don't see any of them as really viable yeah i don't i don't want big screen smallville smallville was fine but smallville was kind of what everyone is talking about that it's going to be big screen smallville but I have a feeling they're going to go past Smallville, maybe into like Metropolis Year One. Yeah, kind of. Be- that would make a lot Superman. of sense because that's that's not really freshly covered ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I could see them doing that. Do they have a comic of like his first year as Superman? Is that a thing that's out? I don't think so. That'd be a good story to cover because it'd be great to see like. His first year supermaning. You know, it'd be a great I mean, thing I, to put aside to Batman, the Batman movie we have with right. Sparkle Bat, where it's like, here's Batman, his first couple of years, his first like two well, years essentially. Very, but that's Elseworlds now. Yeah. Yeah, Elseworlds Batman. Yeah. They also very distinctly, it's good to note that you, that you brought that up. They very distinctly said that it's a trilogy and then it's done. So. You know, I guess we know that now. We we know what to expect. Whatever the story arc is, it's going to hang in the middle and it's going to get wrapped up in the third film so we can all prepare for that because we know there isn't going to be any more after that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll bring us a Batman in here who's the the Gunniverse uh, Batman. The Gunniverse. Uh, well, that's something we're going to... That's brave and the bold, right? Yes. yes, and that is supposed to be that's supposed to center uh, center around Damian Wayne. So, how do you? So they're going to have a hell of a lot of exposition. Yes, in order to to get to that. I mean, I think how many Robins do they have to go through before you get to Damian Wayne? Is it three or is it four? four. It's four, it's right? Four. Yeah, it's it's Nightwing, Red Hood. And then Tim Drake, I think he's like Red Robin. Tim Drake. And then Stephanie? Yeah. And then I I feel like there's a girl one in there. Not the dark not Kelly. Not what's it, her name, Kelly from the Dark Knight. Is it there's another like one Stephanie in there that was Brown? a girl for a brief period. Yeah. Something like that. 
she was brief. So if they skip her, I wouldn't be upset. But sort of skipping the legacy of the other three and how Damien differs, I think it's going to be lost. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering exactly how they're going to go with that one. But I guess, I guess we'll see. I and, mean, and it's a long it, time is, to wait for Is it, Selena so. Kyle Damien's mom or is it Ta- Talia? Talia. It's Talia. So, I mean, you have, there's so Talia's much backstory yeah. to get to Damian Wayne is skipping so much. That just seems like a weird place to start so, with yeah. Batman. I know. So that's why I'm wondering. That's what I said. The exposition here is they're either going to have to change Damian Wayne, which I don't, which I mean, none of us should expect that we're going to get the straight translation anyway, because it is not, your first time seeing a comic book movie. Yeah, uh, Uncle Ben you doesn't know. have to die every Spider-Man movie. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt May died this time around. So, you know, like, it, it, that's, that's a good point. You know, like, we're expecting, just because you're expecting, you know, that, that Damian Wayne is the fourth Robin. Maybe he is, and maybe he's the first Robin in this universe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I I want to talk really quickly. I'm almost out of time, but I want to talk about a couple of others, at least give you quick hits and then you guys can expand out when I'm gone. The authority I think is a brilliant move. I've never even heard of them. I don't even know know what the authority is. It's a wild storm book. You really should read it. If you haven't read it, that would be one of those books that I'd recommend. Now it might be hard to get to trade, but I would definitely recommend you read that book. You know, if you never have, if you, if you audience members, listeners have never read the authority, you ought to, because it's really, really, really good. And it's going to be very important. And I'm not going to say anything else about it because it'll be evident why I feel that way. Once you've, once you've read it. Oh, this is where the midnighter Um, came from. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're, cool. well, they're all tropes. You'll see what I mean. Um, uh, that was one. And then we talked about Brave and Bold. What did I forget? There's Lan- another Lanterns? significant. Oh, there's the pre-Wonder Woman. Yeah, Paradise Lost. Which Paradise Lost, which I think is a great idea because aside from Gal Gadot being amazing as Wonder Woman uh, in the first movie, um the stuff that I like best about both of those movies was all of the stuff when, when, you know, like that took place on the Island. The mascara. Yeah. So the, the idea that they're going to do a show around that, I think is a really great, great idea. So I'm for that. What did I miss on the list? Did I miss something? Lanterns? Some, I mean, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing as a horror movie. No, Man Thing, Man Thing. No, Swamp Thing. Swamp, Swamp Thing. thing. As a horror movie is the response to them sticking man thing in Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Oh, so what about Booster Gold and, and what Lanterns? Was, what else is, oh, Booster Gold. Now, the rumor I heard today was that it might be Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh. Which I think makes a lot of sense. I mean, he kind of does the same thing in Guardians. No, 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 uh-uh. No, Booster Gold is an entirely different character. No, but the vibe uh, of the character it, feels it, the same to me. Well, it depends how they play him. 
you know, it depends how he's written. But that that's what I heard. I heard that there are people, there are friends of his from Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, jobs that are going to be coming over and doing things in D.C. If that's one of them, I'd be totally fine with it. Because honestly, I think I think he'd be a good choice for that character. So I don't have any problem with that. Did I hit everything on the list? Uh, There's lanterns. You got lanterns and uh, Supergirl, Woman Lan- of Tomorrow. Lanterns, it, lanterns is uh, Law and Order, Green Lantern. Yep. Or I think I think James Gunn said True Detective, but yeah. I think it's a cop out to do Hal and John Stewart. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Because the, I mean, the whole premise of the thing is that there's one guardian for each world. So why is there two guardians? Well, I think so. Com- I think it's a, I think it's a little little bit of a cop out. But again, I don't know how they're going to play it. Could, could it be crossover you know, while it's still many- Hal before it becomes? Uh, well, I John think Stewart? the I thought the reason was supposed to be like Hal. Like John's an alternate for Hal if something happens to Hal or something like that, or maybe no, he, uh, he I, runs no, in a different I, space. I I think they want to make sure their diversity is kept, and I think if they went with John Stewart directly with and ignored Hal, that fans would revolt. Yeah, you need Hal to start at a minimum. So I mean, there's a number of different ways that they can play it. You know, they could Captain America and Bucky it. Somehow, you know, John is like, you know, his sidekick, which, again, I think that's going to make people revolt also. But I don't know. We don't know how it's going to play. You know, I mean, mean, if he has a clever idea on how this can work, then let's give him a chance. We gave Zack Snyder a chance. So I don't see this as vastly different. All right. I got to go, boys. It's been very nice speaking with you again yes and uh i will uh i'll be back before you know it so can you take us to break episode 708 uh kev escapes from rehab and we'll be right back with no wait that's not how we do this i forgot and with that we'll take our first and only break on this episode of geek stuff tng episode 708 Kev escapes from rehab, also known as what a tropey bit. <laughs> Do the bit. Thanks, Kev. It was really good talking to you. Bit. We miss you. We miss you very much. You, you too, boys. You too. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, 
That's right. We want you to tell us what's、mm, on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you may hear yourself、uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow! Wow! What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton, and I'm Podcast Rob, and we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com, and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pattern Family and ACPN, the Art Comedy and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the Piecast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pie Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories, we even play some film games. Only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red Five Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now another classic geek stuff ID. Hey, this is John Delancey from Star Trek. Well, don't just stand there. Say something. Get out of my chair. And I was hoping for something more along the lines of, "Welcome back, Hugh. It's a pleasure to see you again, my old friend." And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Here you go. Okay, now I'm sure. That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely palm crisp. That's right. No Geek Stuff TNG. Would be complete without Parm Crisp Snack Mix. Parm Crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like Parm Crisp. Yeah, also crisp almonds, cashews, pistachios. Three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev. Does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? 
Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Palm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, palmcrisps.com, it says our original blend, Palm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch what's your favorite I'm, kev i'm too sour cream and onion what was that i like i like the original i like the original but the ranch one is fine too i'd like to try sour cream and onion it's probably very good yeah you could get the variety pack oh looking at all of the ingredients oh uh, you see sir i i get them at the costco in the large size because i eat so many delicious parm crisps Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Palm Crisps, go to palmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Reach out to them at farmcrisp.com and tell them you heard about Farm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Pi Day Studios in sunny Southern California, and from parts unknown, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Well, it was really nice to hear from Big Kev in uh, the first segment. Wasn't that great to have him back on the show? Yeah. I mean, listen, seriously, it was nice talking to Kev on the show again. You know, it's been a minute. So I know everyone enjoyed hearing his voice and getting his takes on things. 
And if you would like to uh, show your support for Big Kev, feel free to call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Yeah, or, or, you know, hit them up on the Discord, right? If you're uh, supporting the show at even a dollar a month over on the Patreon, you have access to the Discord. Just be sure to at mention him. And I think he's got, like, a flip phone that he hides in certain places that shall not be mentioned to have communication with the outside world while he's As in As some people call the prison person. The prison person, that's right. All right, let's uh, let's see. So I think I think we finished. We talked enough about uh, the DC stuff. So uh, I did want to hit on a couple of the HBO before we move on, and we'll talk about Netflix probably for the rest of the show. Um, are you watching The Last of Us still? Uh, I saw the second episode, liked it a lot, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, they did some of the things they did in the game. I heard rave reviews about this third episode. So you haven't I've seen heard it yet. Wonderful thing about the third episode. No, I haven't seen it yet. That's one I have to see still. Um, but I heard wonderful things about the third episode. So I mean, I really do want to see it. You know, Nick Offerman uh played a major part in that episode. He was a character who what was a part of the game. He was like a major, like pivotal part, but he was definitely an important character. So you know, it was cool to see Nick Offerman get that part. And they definitely have expanded the character beyond what the game gave you, which I thought was cool. You know, because that's stuff they didn't explore. So to explore it in this way from what i'm gathering and everything i've seen is really cool i heard like people were like crying like it's so beautiful and sad because it's it's the zombie apocalypse everything's always sad Mm -hmm. um but i heard wonderful things about it um i'll say this so the last do you are you familiar with any part of the last of us not at all so it's fungal zombies it's fun it's mushroom zombies right and the big thing is when you get infected after a while, you become, they call it like a clicker mm-hmm. and you're like, weird like fungus head. You have a giant like mushroom head basically. And you make weird noises. The, whoever made the prosthetics for the one I saw in the trailer and in the episode was amazing. It was so just cool. And it 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 was just awesome. It just looked dope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all I've seen about episode three was like they're calling it like heart wrenching, like it's emotional, like it's one of the you know they, they other people mentioned episodes of shows that like made you cry that really you know tugged at the heartstrings, yeah. and that's what I've seen about episode three. I've seen people saying you know it's you know, one of the best episodes of television of the year. And then of course, what is the next thing that I see? It's being review bombed because, uh, there's, uh, I think that the characters that it focuses on are two men. Yes. So yes, it's two men in a relationship and people can't handle that, but fuck you. It's beautiful. Yep. So, so again, I mean, I, I've heard nothing but good stuff about the last of us. I just, I'm not going to watch it because I don't, care about the source material at all and there's too much other stuff so i'm sure it's great but i look forward to hearing you know your continued reviews of of the show uh so that's what hbo's got going for it let's let's move over to netflix there's a i got a ton of netflix news first and foremost have you seen all the the networks uh the the password sharing news that came out so i heard they released like plan a or like the plan for it and it got just destroyed i don't know what it was though it's like the ogl uh i think somebody said you know netflix looked at what 
uh, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast did with OGL and said, hey, hold my beer. Let me just fuck it up with the password sharing. So what came out was any device that's logged into your Netflix account would have to log in using your home network at least once every 31 days, right? So anybody who's not, you know, that's a TV some in somebody else's house obviously can never log into your home network, so that's going to you know, be yeah. gone after 31 days. You know, you, your friends that watch it on their phone maybe could come over to your house and log in every 31 days or whatever. But then... Yeah. I'm, I'm on my mom's, and she lives, uh, like, near Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I'm not near Philadelphia. <laughs> and what device do you watch it on? Do you, do you watch, like, on a Fire Stick or, like, an iPad? So I do a lot of my phone just because it's, like, convenient. I might do, like, when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll put it sometimes uh, downstairs. I have a smart TV downstairs. I put it on right so like there. the TV I'm not you, moving you could never do it you could never do yeah. you know yeah you could you could drive to see your mom and and connect your phone and then come back yeah. and watch it on your do phone laundry, for another month. connect my phone yeah. and, and so, get some get some food and then yeah yeah and so like some articles were saying oh it's kind of confusing but then 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 the most recent thing is oh yeah that wasn't really it like, that got leaked and that wasn't ready to go so so it, it oh actually, like the OGL yeah exactly no, like the, the OGL it was a draft we care about our fans here at Netflix <laughs> And what the community that is Netflix has done for Netflix wouldn't be where we are without you. And, you know, just so you know, next time you share your password, uh, 50% of everything you watch will have a paywall behind it. Yep. And that'll be okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of paywall, uh, they're going to offer um, like spatial audio and 700, on 700 titles, but only for like you're the most expensive plan. So they're also going to start i guess the quality you know if you want 1080p if you want 4k you're going to pay more for it it's only you know like a premium plan has that yeah so you want you want in color you know you could have the black and white uh versions you know but if you want color tv you're gonna have to pay for it next thing you know they're gonna say you can only watch it on a 12 inch tv (laughs) that (laughs) yeah so um let's see going back to the so the ceo Reed Hastings was the co-CEO, and he has stepped down. Uh, he was one of the uh, one of the originators uh, of it, but he still works for the company, but he's not going to be CEO. And then the other guy said, oh, Netflix has never canceled a successful show. What? <laughs> Bullshit! Uh, I think that their their algorithm, whatever they do, I mean, they just canceled like 1989, which was you know hugely popular. And there's another article that says they've created a self-fulfilling cancellation loop. Like, it doesn't matter. It it can't grow. It's got to be instantly successful or it's gone, right? If, yeah. if it doesn't immediately become binge-worthy where everybody's watching it all the way through, because they have the algorithms, right? If you start watching it and you only watch one episode and then don't come back, then you know that like messes with the algorithm and then they cancel shows that people don't stick through like all the way. If it doesn't force you to binge, then... Uh, you, you know, they get canceled. This is my thing. I've said it before. The binge model should not be the way they're releasing content. The binge model, in my opinion, does not work anymore. I can barely watch one episode a week of shows. You're telling me you're giving me a whole goddamn season, 10 episodes. It's like, here, watch it. No, it doesn't work anymore, I think. I think there's so much content nowadays you need to give me an episode or two a week well and and you know what else again if they 
if what they want is for you to binge it, but then they cancel it if not enough people binge it, then that forces people to say, well, I'm going to wait to see if it doesn't get canceled before I start to watch it because I don't want to get invested in something that's going to leave me on a cliffhanger and get canceled. So it's, again, their system is flawed. Um, And then there's also a ton of articles saying that they want to move away from the binge. Uh, I think they should. You know, I think that would help the, 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 the company a lot. I think that you're right. So like, I feel like the, the, the Disney plus shows, you know, like you make that hour a week to watch it. If they dropped yeah. all of them, you're not going to make eight hours to watch all eight episodes. You're still going to no. watch what you can. At best, it may be one or two a night. But oh not, yeah, hey, you know. I'll I'll watch this first two episodes and I'll get back to it. Yeah, and then do you get back to it? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't, and then that's when Netflix cancels it. So there's no season two, and then you're pissed. Um, Netflix is still dominating the uh, the streaming charts. You know, with Stranger Things and and uh, Wednesday are just killing it. Um, their subscriber numbers are through the roof. So I mean, Netflix is doing well um but there's a lot of guys kind of poised to come up behind them um, they can make the content just yeah. you got to know what you, you i don't know just you they know they can make good content netflix can make good original content it's just stop being a fucking shithead <laughs> yeah i mean it's just bad management right uh so their <laughs> revenue growth isn't growing as fast uh over at warner brothers they don't want to sell them any more uh shows because now they're in direct competition with them, right? So they want to keep their content for... They don't want Netflix to get their content, I guess, is what the CEO over at uh, Warner Brothers is saying. So Yeah. So let's see. Let, let's, hit, let's hit a couple of uh, a couple of casting things. So the... Uh, what is it? Sin, Sinichiro Watanabe said it was tough to watch Cowboy Bebop, right? So that's is that the creator of Cowboy Bebop? I think it is. I'm not sure. And so he hated okay. it. So again, I never, I didn't watch it. I didn't, I don't know anything about Cowboy Bebop, so I can't say, but I heard it wasn't bad. So I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, it's my opinion. I didn't think the, I thought the problem with it was it felt like, and this is sound silly, an adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. It's not like, like Cowboy Bebop. Okay. So what was missing? It's just like the way that it like feels like Cowboy Bebop, in my opinion. And I'm really not a huge a huge Cowboy Bebop fan, but Cowboy Bebop had very good like aesthetic and like feeling of the characters and the setting that I felt like got lost in the show, where it didn't a lot of the the, the feeling and the the way the characters acted and certain things interact with one another wasn't portrayed as well and i think part of the reason is i think we've talked about this before adapting an anime into live action even if it's just like a guy as an accountant anime it's just him being an accountant it's west coast scott the anime adapting that to real life might be harder than people realize because there's certain things in anime that are hard to really um just get that same feeling because you know it's you know the art and you know it's some guy who's like drawing everything out and making scaling the way he wants scaling to work and making things look how he wants them to look as opposed to someone who's doing props and doing the best they can to imitate that you know what i mean so like they're just anime i I don't think live action anime and they're gonna keep trying this and they're doing they're doing more and there's one coming up soon i'm really worried about because it's like my favorite anime of all time and it's going to be live action soon. And I'm really concerned 
because the trend for live action live action anim, live action anime is the new video game movie i feel like yeah so so they've they have uh, disappointed video game lovers for years now they're going to disappoint disappoint anime lovers for the next uh, decade yes so and is that my hero academia that you're talking about it's uh one piece oh one piece okay so my hero netflix has my hero academia live action uh and they've got uh joby harold who is one of the writers from kenobi hello there uh, and we'll be on that so i thought that was one you were talking about so what's one piece one piece about uh pirates and there's a kid who wants to be the pirate king and he he makes it he puts the crew together and he goes on adventures and he has a very he has there's powers in it where it's like basically this sounds silly but i'm gonna give it really easily you you there's some fruit in the world if you eat them they give you powers and now you can't swim and part of the cool thing is the different powers people get from eating these fruits and stuff like that and the adventure of becoming he wants to be the pirate king so it's fun it's great it's been going on for almost 30 years the the manga because they're still putting it out to this day Hmm. so it's been going on longer than i've been alive so it's it's also it's considered one of the best manga anime of all time. It's really, really well received. So the live action, I've seen some problems already <laughs> um, with some of the things. Mainly the big thing is their pirate ship looks infinitely more horrifying than it does in <laughs> the show and the, the manga. Um. It's a sheep's head. It's cute and adorable in the show and the manga. And this live action, it's a screaming goat head, which is not cute. <laughs> so, you know, creative differences aside, um, live action anime does not work. Yeah. It really doesn't. I've seen a couple different interpretations, and none of them have really panned out. None of them. Does does the, the Pokemon cartoon count as anime? Do you think that's is that anime? Yeah, because it was released in Japan. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the twenty five. So you just said that uh, the manga has been going on for like thirty years of of the one you're talking about. So, yes. uh, the story of Ash and Pikachu has been going on since 1997. Yes. Uh, they have and like 1300 episodes. So they're going to yes. bring that to a close. It's uh, coming to an end. He yeah. his goal was to be the Pokemon champion and literally this year he got to be it. He, he wants to be the very best, like no yes, one ever was. He, he got to be the very best this year. Oh, so he, and now he, he gets it. to retire. Yay! Congratulations, Ash. You did it. It's been he's been twelve since nineteen ninety seven, trying to be the world champion. Where where does that air? Where where do you watch the that? Is that like on? A, so it used to be on Cartoon Network. I don't know if it still is, but it was on Cartoon Network when I was watching it. Um, I don't know where else you would catch it at this point, honestly, because I don't know. If it got given to someone else as like a the rights for it, I think it's still on Cartoon Network. Okay, no, I was just wondering. I mean, I've seen episodes of it like on Netflix, but I didn't. I don't know where it originally aired. Right. I I saw it first on on uh, Cartoon Network for sure. Okay, uh, let's see. So just let's let's finish up with uh, Netflix by saying Cobra Kai is going to end with season six. And uh, do you know who Debbie Mazar is? I know that name. She, uh, I mean, she was on Entourage. She's, uh, she's been in lots of stuff. I think she was even in in Raging Bull. Uh, anyway, she's going to be Medusa in uh, a, a Netflix Greek mythology show called Chaos. I guess. Cool. And let's see. I'm going to skip over a few things here. Umbrella Academy is uh, filming a short final fourth and final season. Looks like it's only going to have uh, six episodes. 
So, but they've already begun filming. So, looking forward to that coming back. Oh, I wonder because we don't know how it ended. It didn't end in the comic, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see where it ends. Well, is there more com? I mean, I thought that what they no, did is what existed. Coming there isn't anything new. I mean, like like this will be original content that's not based on a comic. Right? I, I think at this point they're at original content. Yeah, I think like last season was original content. Yeah, so so theoretically they could do anything they want. I wonder if yeah. uh, they Game of Thrones it. Yeah, ho- hopefully it's just as good. Yeah. Um, and then, I hope they have a five hour fight fight in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that one episode it was just pitch black. Um, let's see. So Wednesday, uh, Adams is officially or Wednesday is officially renewed for season two. Uh, that just yes. gotten so much uh, hype. And you know what's kind of sad is uh, the actress that played. Wednesday Adams in the original, the original Wednesday died. Adams. So it's like yeah. every you know such a huge resurgence. Everybody's loving Wednesday, and then she, you know I mean she could have made tons by going to conventions and stuff or whatever. It's just sad. So yeah. Um, let's see. So let's let's move over to Amazon uh, Prime. Right, Prime is replacing Netflix as the number one streaming service in the U- in the in the U.S. So as good as Netflix is doing, Prime is right on their heels. Well, the um, great thing is. Um, if it's not on Prime natively, you could just buy it. True. <laughs> Which is something that Netflix doesn't let you do, especially since, for those who didn't know this, because I forget about it sometimes, Netflix just send you DVDs <laughs> <laughs> instead of just being streaming service. That was the thing they did. Yeah. It, it also looks like the uh, some of the Sony stuff is going to end up on Prime, right? Multiple live action shows based on the, the Spumsy, right? The Spider-Man Sony universe, like Silk. And uh, so, you know, we, we could see some of that on Amazon Prime. Um, what else? The uh, oh, and so the I think the important thing here is that uh, what was I going to say? The um, the boys was like the number one most popular is more popular than all of the Disney Plus shows. So as as popular as WandaVision and yeah. you know all no, that was the boys because it's great. Made, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic show. Um it's good content. And it's different. It's we have had, you know, a lot of the cookie cutter superhero, you know, I get my powers, I learn my powers, I get my suit, I fight a villain, I save the day, rinse repeat, which is great because I'm a, I I like I like superhero movies obviously. But it's so refreshing to get this new take. It's horrible what they do. Yes. The boys are fucked up, but <laughs> it's a different take. It's a more realistic, quote unquote, take on how people would be with superpowers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, again, just the overall popularity was more so than the Disney Plus shows. And I guess that is, I guess, a little surprising because of the adult nature of it, right? Because yeah. you would think you would think that. You know, kids' movies always make the most money at the box office because parents are taking their kids. And yet, you know, this definitely adult-oriented one outpaced Disney Plus shows. That I, I think that may be a little surprising, honestly. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, it's hard. It's hard to beat the mouse. <laughs> it is. It is. well, and then and they did it. So, yeah. uh, let's see. So uh, over on Hulu, they're doing the King of the Hill revival. Did oh, you they're, they're, they're the putting it. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's it landed on Hulu, right? I don't. It wasn't gonna be on Fox, uh, and then so, now it's gonna be on Hulu. I'm confused. Like, I guess this, I don't know if it says in the article. I'm trying to look at it now. Is it like a continuation of just where they left off, or is it like in the future? I would assume that it's 
Well, again, like The Simpsons, which also just got renewed for two more seasons, uh, like the characters don't age, so it's just constantly modern day, right? You, you know, so like if you're watching a Simpsons episode, that Simpsons episode's taking place in 2023. You watch a Simpsons episode from 30 years ago, and it's taking place in whatever that year. You know, the characters haven't aged, just like you said. Ash has been 12 years old for 25 years, right? The character. So I, I would assume that it'll just put those characters. Yeah. And it'll just function as if it's today, and they just kind of keep going because you don't have to have anybody get older on a cartoon. I thought King of the Hill was always like a fun, e enough show. It was never like I never like fell over laughing, but I was never not satisfied with King of the Hill. It was like you know what, this is okay comedy. Yeah, and and I think that well, so here's the thing that that I think that you're going to see right now, and I think that one of the articles talks about it is. Just like, you know, certain uh, political leaning people got mad about the boys mm -hmm. because they didn't realize that Homelander's the bad guy because yeah. they related to him. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the King of the Hill characters are kind of uh, in a location and would be aligned with certain uh, political ideals, but the show is kind of poking fun at them. Yeah. And I think that some people might watch it and just relate to the character and not realize that that character is being poked fun at. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of the way that What's-His-Name doesn't ever realize that John Redcorn is his son's father. Yeah. Right? Like, they just don't kind of... They're not in on the, jo on the joke. Uh, so they might consider the show a little woke. Anyway, not to use... not to get, This show's not political, so we'll move on. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that... Uh, Speaking of revivals, I wanted to talk to Kev about this, but again, I don't know that he'll be back uh, in time, so I don't want to just let it sit here. Uh, Frasier's coming back, right? I actually have tickets to go see a, a, taping, a taping of Frasier um, next week. I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I have Which one's Frasier? Which one's Frasier? He was the uh, radio psychologist. I'm listening. Played by Kelsey Grammer. The actor that nope. played the Beast in the X-Men uh, movies. Nope, sorry. Oh, uh, all right. It's spin off from Cheers. Um, anyway, they're, re Cheers. they're rebooting. It was a thing. Yeah, so they're rebooting. Not rebooting it. They're continuing it. He's back in Boston. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, let's see. What else we got? What else we got? What, what else, else we got? got? Uh, so other, other reboots. Have you watched any of the um, Quantum Leap? Did you care about? Did you watch the original Quantum Leap? Nope. You, no, have you watched the new Quantum Didn't Leap? Didn't care before. I respectfully don't care now. Okay. I mean, it's renewed for another season. Uh, so we'll see. If you want to watch it, you can at least have two seasons to watch. And then also Night Court, another one that I know Kev uh, would really care about because the original Night Court was great. Harry Anderson, the main actor, has passed away. A couple of the actors have passed away. But uh, Melissa Rauch, right, from Big Bang Theory, plays the original Judge Stone's daughter, and then they're bringing back uh, John LaRoquette as uh, Dan Fielding. And really, those were the main, the main source mm -hmm. of humor was kind of the crusty Dan Fielding and the goofy judge. And then, you know, all the crazy characters. So I'll be interested to see how that does. Uh, I mean, again, I loved it before. But again, it's, it's also, it's a straight up NBC sitcom. It's not a streamer. Yeah. It's a television show. And I don't know if I can watch a television show sitcom, even, even a reboot. You know, I tried to watch the, the Will and Ga Grace reboot, you know, where they just picked it up and acted like nothing happened and just made new episodes. And it was like, yeah, it's exactly like it was 20 years ago. 
but I don't watch that kind of sitcom anymore. So well, they 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 brought back Will and Grace. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did finish this week. Uh, you know, with some time on a plane, I finished uh, Picard season two. Yeah. Now again, I know you're not a Star Trek guy, so I will just say um, I did enjoy. I enjoyed season one. I enjoyed season two. Um, I liked where it ended, and there. And I just saw the trailer for season three. But I will say uh, again, the show's been out for a while, so uh, there's a spoiler. Hold on. Attention. We'll do it live. Following content will be considered spoiler material. Thank you for doing it live. Um, The final scene between Picard and Q, I felt was very touching and a very nice ending to that uh, character, to those characters' interactions. And then the the, um, season three uh, looks like they're going to have pretty much, it's just going to be a continuation of Star Trek The Next Generation and, you know, looks like lots of action and... I'm looking forward to it. There you go. But like I said last I, I, week, man, uh, Patrick Stewart is old, so I'm glad they're getting these done before he passes away. Yeah, how, how old is he? 82. Jesus Christ. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, and then uh, sad news along that line, uh, the actress that played the Borg Queen, uh, and she was also on 24 and Bosch and Timeless, her name is Annie uh, Wershing, she, she passed away at 45. Uh, oh, that's young. So, yeah, that's very young. Um, she's been in lots of kind of genre stuff. Um, and, you know, so that that's some sad news. Uh, and then moving on to Star Trek Prodigy. That's the animated one. Um, they promise more legacy characters and different ships in season Did two. Did it not get canceled yet? Nope. Season two coming up. More legacy characters. So they're going to bring back some people to help. I think I'm that's shocked. what you need. You, I you need no cameos. watching that. Well... Maybe they're not, and that's why they're going to add cameos to get people to watch it. You know, you bring back the characters that you that you like, and people will watch for that. All right, fair. All right, let's do this. Geek stuff. Geek stuff. Convention news. Nope. Nope. Geek stuff. Comic news. Comic news. That's the smell of new comic books. Yeah, comic book news. That's what we wanted. Um, Marvel is going to uh, reboot the Avengers for their 60th anniversary uh, with a what they call a new classic lineup. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jed McKay and uh, C.F. Via. I don't know who those guys are, but if you're a comic person, you might. But the new Avengers uh, with their 60th anniversary is going to be led by Captain Marvel, and it's going to feature Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, but it's, you know, it's uh, Falcon, Captain America, Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, and The Vision. Shouldn't it be The oh, Vision and Scarlet sucks. Witch? I'm sorry? That team, that team stinks. There's no Hulk. <laughs> What's the Hulk doing in the comics these days? Uh, nothing fun. You know who he could be? Isn't oh, he, that cool new Avengers team. Isn't he out in space, like, floating around as the Hulk, uh, the Hulk astronaut? Well, uh, it's Smash weird. I think last I checked, because I'm not reading it, because I thought it was bad. Um, I think it, I think it was literally Bruce Banner is inside the Hulk. Yeah, puppet, like, like a meat puppet piloting him somehow but not in space i'm not sure it's dumb so i don't care which sucks because my favorite character is in a dumb storyline yeah and like literally nowhere else there's like no other representation anywhere just this shit other thing Hmm. well maybe he'll join the avengers one of these days all right let's do let's do some video game news and a couple of kickstarters and then we'll get out of here um 
let's see. So Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony are not going to be part of E3. What? Like, isn't... Really? So do do you think that, like, like does Nintendo have its own convention just like Disney has D23 so they don't don't need to go to other conventions? I mean... Is that what's n- happening? Nintendo could. Um, it's just sad to see, like, E3 dying. Yeah. I don't think... I think Sony wasn't. I think some of those people. I don't, Nintendo might have still been there. Or Microsoft, one of those two, I think, was there last year, and not the others. So it's interesting to see that people are not going. But maybe it's just the new age where everyone does their own convention, and then you it's, tune into our convention and you buy our tickets. And so it's like it's like cable, right? Yeah. First, you used to have everything in one place. That was San Diego Comic-Con, E3. All of the stuff was there. And then they all yes. split off to their own. So you have to go and get Netflix and D20 and Disney Plus and uh, Amazon Prime. And, 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 then, and then all that cost more <laughs> to attend than it did if you just went to the one major convention. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, that may be what's, what's happening. Um, now, e, but E3 is an industry convention, right? Just you can't just go to that as a schmo. You you got to be in the no, industry, you, right? You, you get invited to E3 as a as a uh, an enjoyer of stuff. Okay, but then you know we get to see a lot of you know here's what's on the horizons and stuff like that. You know we get to see a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, you know E3 has always been cool for that. Where you know oh here's what's coming out for this and that. It's always been fun. Yeah. So, you know, and that's something that even me, yeah, I didn't know when E3 was, I'll be honest with you, but I knew when it was happening. I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get a lot of cool new stuff soon. Be some excellent reveals to happen. And now, you know, we're not going to get that because the three people who kind of matter aren't going because I imagine they're going to make their own fucking convention. Sony Con, Microsoft Con, Nintendo Con, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's probably what'll happen. Uh, let's see. So then moving on on other video game news. Uh, again, we I, I said something about woke earlier, and there's some article that says why conservatives are accusing Xbox of being woke. What's wrong with Xbox? Why is it woke? Oh, because no, they're because they're funny. trying to make their uh their console run more efficiently and have less which means it'll have less effect on the environment. And so conservatives are mad because they're trying to make it run more efficiently, be better for the environment. I don't know. Well, what's, what's fun is um, there's a thing about PlayStation where when you turn on your PlayStation sometimes and you're playing like an intense game, it sounds like you're in a fucking jet. You sound like you're in a jet engine. <laughs> it can't handle the heat. Yeah. Yeah. The heat and the noise and it's shaking and it's horrible. Um, now, do you have which do you have a PlayStation? Uh, I was always an Xbox player. I had a P. Last PlayStation I owned was a PS2. All right, which I ha- got that when I was five. So that was twenty-one years ago. Wow. Sony has now shipped over thirty-two million PS5s. Yeah. Now those are the ones that you uh, couldn't get forever, right? That that like they were just not on shelves, and people were like yeah, pirating my them. My mom, and stuff. my mom got it for my little brother, and she had to go to a Costco in the sticks, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere to get it. And they had it, and she was there at like midnight, and they were still open for some reason, and she got it. And it was so stressful for her, because my brother, bless his heart, um, it's a bit of a little shit. <laughs> and he's like, I want a PS5 for Christmas. He was like, 10. Like, Mom, go to the PlayStation 5. And she, not knowing, was like, yes. And started a journey of her going to like Walmart, Target's, 
Costco's all over the literal tri-state area to find them. And then she happened to literally she had contacts who were looking with her and they're like, they're here at insert name here. Ren. I have never even heard of this town in New Jersey. I don't even know if it still exists. It was in the sticks. Stump jump, New Jersey. Literally. And she got one and she, and she was so excited. And so my brother likes PS5. So I know it works. And I know most people, the PS5, um, I do think, though, in this this generation, I'm probably going to go Xbox only because my best friends have an Xbox and it's cheaper and easier to get, which is the thing. PS5s are still kind of hard to come by from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, even though there's 32 million out there, they're still... But an Xbox, it's not. So convenience and price because you can get a new Xbox, the new Xbox for really cheap. Yeah, compared to the new PlayStation. Well, here's the thing: if you get your PS5, don't use it vertically because it might just give you the green screen of death or whatever it is. It it could just completely which kill is the console. ridiculous because PlayStations have been vertical, have been able to be used vertically for years, but not the PS5. They used apparently. to send you a stand in the box for it. <laughs> so don't do it. If you have your PS5, lay that sucker flat. Yeah, you know that thing you've been doing for 20 years since PS2 came out or more? Stop doing it now. Stop. Go kill it. And then what you have to do is you have to go find the mythical town in the middle of New Jersey and buy your PlayStation 5. Some of you might not live near the mythical town of Bumblefuck Nowhere, New Jersey, <laughs> to get your PS5. So you might have to go find your own Bumblefuck. And that's hard. We don't want that. So please, PSA, that is real news. Literally, it's in the new, It's in. it's in the prep sheet. Vertical PS5s are apparently killing them because there's some kind of engineering flaw, which is ridiculous to think that if they've been doing it the same way. And they've for shipped 20 32 years, million of them they, with that flaw, right? Yes. That they would somehow put a flaw in the system they've been making that would not let them do what they've been doing. It's like making a car where, hey, just so you know, um, if you drive above like 60, your engine might, might blow in half. <laughs> it's always been fine, but now you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I know last week we were talking about, you know, other role-playing games other than the ones coming from WotC. And yes. uh, so this is going to fall under the Kickstarter category, but also under the uh, under the gaming category. But I got a Kickstarter today in the mail. Ooh. I'll hold it up so you can see. It's called Children of Uma. And that Ooh. is that's the, uh, that's the name of the campaign. The actual system is called 321 Action. So it came with the, a rule book. However, the rule book, you can also download the PDF of the rules for Which is uh, this game. It's, it's a pretty, uh, they, it designed to be pretty rules uh, light, I think is the mm-hmm. right the right term for it. And again, it's 321 Action, and it's supposed to be cinematic storytelling. So, it, you know, it's supposed to be like a movie. The first one, uh, this is the second Kickstarter. Uh, the first one was called Point uh, Nemo. And there was even a prelude adventure to that called Rocket to Russia. So I got both of those on Kickstarter. And again, I heard of it uh, because one of the creators, his name is uh, John Hambone McGuire. He hosts the Vintage RPG podcast, which is a fun podcast that I like. And I heard OG talking about that podcast. I started looking to that, listening to that. And then when uh, John put out his uh, uh, the, the Kickstarter for uh, Rocket to Russia and 321 Action, I backed that. And so, again... Uh, I think it's pretty fun. So you also, in this kit, you got the Children of Uma. You got another uh, book called Mini Submania, uh, which looks like it's got, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, it's just another adventure book there. 
and you got even a mini adventure and you got a patch so it was a nice little uh kickstarter and uh my name is in the back in the thank you section because i was one of the backers so but you can still get it i think you can just go to 321actiongames.com uh, and check that out if you're interested in that if you want some alternate uh role-playing games to play and cinematic storytelling and i think their next one which i'm sure i will back as well uh is 321 western so it's uh, you know taking it uh, into the old west so it's worth checking out fantastic all right should we do uh the uh wrap up at this point i think yeah we probably should yeah. yeah well it's been a very excitable episode kev came back kev broke out you know uh we will not be releasing the status of kev uh, it'll be if, if he gets out again it's on him if he's out we don't follow the program it's when the doctors deem him best to get out so he'll get out when he's supposed keep, to keep an eye out for the amber alert saying escaped uh, toy rehab patients uh, running down the street and picture the guys with the white it's, it's the, the white it's, coats it's and the, the, the one, butterfly nets it's the 112 alert yeah oh, is that what, that's what they call it in, in Jersey it's the 112 alert yeah all right, so be sure uh, you are yeah. following the show on, on all the websites. Just check out the Linktree, right? Linktree slash GeekStuffTNG. Uh, you can also follow us on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. If you want to interact with the show, just give us a call on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email. At GeekStuffTNG at gmail.com. If you want to find uh, Big Kev, I think, again, he's got uh, his... Uh, not so smartphone in his prison purse and uh, you can find him at BK Geek Stuff on Twitter and Instagram and Big Kev GS on Xbox uh, you can find the show at Geek Stuff TNG on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram um, and then you can find me at Pi Day Scott on Twitter and Instagram P-I-D-A-Y-S-C-O-T-T I have a link tree also Pi Day Scott what about you? and I am Fat Dumbledore F-A-T D-O-M B-L-E-D-O-R-E on Instagram and Xbox in theory and most video games. Alright, and with that not all. we will end this episode. Episode 708. Big Kev escapes from re- from toy rehab. The way we <laughs> end some episodes by saying Good night, Mike Hodges. Wherever you are. And Big Kev, Godspeed. Godspeed, Big Kev. And on that note, we cue the music.
good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.